0: Holy time is now 111 Wow, uh, 11 minutes past 11 o'clock and you're listening to brunch with me Noreen Mayer on this Tuesday morning and I'd like to welcome back on the program Andrew Dambina Andrew how are you
1: hello Noreen not bad at all how are you
0: yes I'm, I'm feeling well um well except for a bit of a sore throat, I have to say. That that's uh, been bogging me down, but um, no other symptoms, so I think it's acceptable to, to still come to work. Um, but I did have a really good recommendation. Um bless Simon Wilson said, um hot lemon with coke. So I will uh, have to, yes, yeah. I will have,
1: have you, to Haven't you tried that, Noreen? but I, I remember when I was full time. Oh and ginger, of tray. course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do they do that downstairs in the, in the canteen.
0: Where have I been? That's exactly what he said. That the canteen yeah. can, can make it. I, I no, I've never tried it. And I've been here, <laughs> oh. I've been here
1: so many years. Maybe maybe when we worked together, uh, when I was you know sort of there a lot, uh, perhaps you didn't have a cold at that time. But uh, I certainly ducked down to the uh, to the formidable canteen. At RCHK to get a get a piping hot cup of that now and then.
0: That's amazing. Sort of, no, I've sorted
1: I've, me right out. Memory.
0: I've never tried it. I didn't even know the canteen made it. I, I just yeah. got to say, I think I've got a phone call uh, coming in. Um, I think a listener is calling in, but I can't oh. answer it because what I'm on literally? air.
1: Shall I Shall I start speaking, and you can quickly kind of you know have a listen? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I should really be picking <laughs> right. up
0: phone calls um, at this okay. point. Yes, yeah, sorry. Go on, Andrew. Sure. Then what have you got for our listeners today?
1: Okay, so three, um, three reports from different parts of the world, starting off with one here. And uh, just before we went on air, we were talking about um, some, uh, some quite serious matters of, um, of, of ethnic differences, um, which, uh, which we won't continue now because it wasn't related to food. But um, uh, the, my, my first report is that some of Hong Kong's Muslim community can now enjoy KFCs, first halal outlet here. Wow. Um, so, so this is a big deal for them, um, for people who are observing um, halal rules of dining. And it mean, it's actually the very first, and this is unbelievable, really, the first fast food chain um, in Hong Kong to cater to the Muslim community. Really? So, wow. In yeah.
0: 2022, I, I thought they'd be mm. more sort of... Uh, restaurants. Uh, oh. I'm sure there are restaurants, but I just mean like there more, uh, even more uh, to cater for for, for those with, with halal exactly. needs.
1: Wow. Exactly. And and uh, in fact, let's get stats onto uh, the halal dining scene. So there are, there are currently 63 halal certified restaurants, and there are approximately 300,000 uh, people who observe Islamic law, which would include um, halal dining. 300,000 in Hong Kong. So 63 restaurants offering uh, such food on their menus. So there is a need to raise awareness about, um, um, you know, this, this sector of the community's dietary uh, requirements. Um, and th- I mean, there could be um, obviously everything in Hong Kong more than anywhere else because of uh, high rents and shortage of space. Is uh, is always looking at the bottom line first for any kind of business. Um, so um, there is a there is a need out there, but I suppose it is harnessing um, the right areas. This 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 KFC is in Jordan, which is about a five minute walk from the uh, uh, from Kalan the mosque. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I mean that's, that's sensible, you know, because there's going to be a, um, a a kind of very nearby customer base. So that makes sense and um hopefully it will last very well reporters in local media went to this first um uh fast food outlet doing halal food uh last friday and they uh they, they they were reporting that it was absolutely chock-a-block you know people waiting for for tables queuing up and everything and um the uh of course, and I yeah, should imagine
0: it it would be a bit of a hit with families and then younger children yeah, who, yeah. you know, can, can enjoy a bit of, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, fast food is great for you, but it, sometimes it's quite nice to just it can be able be, to, it can be quite yeah. nice.
1: and It can be exciting when you've not, because of uh, your observances, your religious observances, um, had the opportunity to ever try it. So it's yeah. a novelty value too, isn't it? Absolutely. So, um um yeah there there were families there who had traveled um according to some reports according to one particular report who had traveled from uh, Yunlong just for the opening on Friday wasn't going to pop into the mosque you know during the day anyway but uh, but, but came along it was a family of four and um with a with a with a father uh, in his fifties who um who was kind of really just couldn't contain his excitement he was really talking about a lot the uh Hong Kong's chief imam and uh, Islamic spiritual leader, whose name is Mufti Muhammad Arshad, welcomed the move. And he said that uh, any international chain which provides halal food gives a lot of happiness to Muslims. And I think it's what I'm saying, you know, that, that it's, and as you said, it's not the most healthy food, but it's a choice. You know, uh, it's a choice above these 60 or so other restaurants which would have more traditional indigenous mm. halal food from places um, of you know Southeast Asia, South Asia, um, where 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 the most of the uh, lots of the community uh, came to Hong Kong from, but uh, but this is not you know this is kind of something different. So mm. um, yeah, I mean for for the listeners that don't know, um, you know the basics uh, are uh, the, the most obvious practices in halal. Uh, dietary rules are not eating any by-products or the meat itself of pork and uh, it also um, refers and gives guidelines for the way that other animals uh, when it comes to eating meat are slaughtered for their meat um, those are those are the main the main rules um, but uh, compared to Singapore Thailand and other Southeast Asian countries um, uh, there are far U.S. certified restaurants. uh, That's what the imam said. Not surprising, though, is it? Because Singapore, um, let's say Malaysia, Indonesia and so on, even even in South Thailand, there are, you know, much larger Islamic communities. But those but those places all do have fast food um, serving halal Mm -hmm. uh, dishes. So, yeah, that's a that's a uh, a bit of news there from from Hong Kong. Yeah, it's it so nice. quite a nice one. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Andrew. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know that. I will be sharing that with mon- my my Muslim friends.
1: Right. Yeah. Same here. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good one to know. Um, and uh, a more macro story. The um, uh, we haven't touched on this for quite a while, um, but it, but it does need to be kind of addressed now and then. Uh, global food um, imports are um, are doing a lot better than other times. We talked about. Um, food prices and food, um, sort of distribution around the world because of COVID, because of the Russia Ukraine war, um, that have been affecting the movement of, uh, of, of, of foodstuffs, of ingredients, especially the dried grains. But, um, the, there's a report called Food Outlook, which is from, um, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO for short, um, and they say, that uh, a new forecast um, of just under 15 trillion Hong Kong dollars, which is uh, um, around 2 trillion US dollars, will be an all-time um, high of um, uh, an increase in prices across the the year of uh, 2022, which is going to be 10% above. Um, the costs of food around the world in 2021. I've probably said that in quite a complicated way. What it means is that this year, they're estimating that cost of food will be up by 10% over last year. Um, so, that's, that's, that's quite a lot. That is a lot. a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't think my salary
1: has increased by 10%. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of, of people' salaries are oh, even losing are jobs. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, however, the pace of increase is expected to slow down, so that's good, because higher food prices means that fewer people are able to buy food, and there, um, that means that customers will um, will not be so will not be so um, sort of ready to buy new food when it's so expensive. So they expect prices to drop because the demand will drop because things have reached a ridiculous high price. So um, the the, uh, the, two, the two places that I just mentioned, Russia and Ukraine, we have spoken about this before, but uh, as a reminder, together, those two countries produce around 30% of global wheat exports, um, in addition to other grains and related uh, foodstuffs, dried grains usually. Um, but a lot of these have been released in the last couple of months, so they are making their way around the world now but um, uh, good news is that in those places somehow with everything that's going on in Russia and Ukraine, Russia itself isn't affected, it's Ukraine that is really of course, but so Russia has had a bumper uh, wheat harvest this year. Now is the harvesting coming to the end of the harvesting time, you know the end of the European or um, continent autumn where grain is harvested and that's good news because that, that stuff, the wheat and other Grain uh, crops are going to be able to be making their way around the world. However, the food outlook report from the UN warns that they, um, they they expect Russia to hang on to a lot of that grain, and also that, uh, that that China, from its own production and from Russia, will be also getting a lot of that. That uh, a lot of a lot of grain mm. that will remain in itself, so that it can sustain. Uh, and feed its own populations, Russia and, of course, China, even more so, being uh, mm-hmm. you know, very populous uh, nations that don't necessarily want to be importing grain from elsewhere. Um, so, um, yeah, wheat production for this year is estimated by the UN to reach a record 784 million tonnes, um, which, is, which is quite a lot. Uh, Canada, which is also quite a big, significant grain producer, but mostly for itself and America, um, has also had bumper harvests just now. So this will help, though, and, um, uh, and some of that will make its way around the world. So that's a slightly positive spin at the end of that. The bad news for looking back at 2022, according to the UN, before these harvests just happened, is that the poorer countries have found it more difficult uh, to get hold of grain and we've spoken about this before mm-hmm. and that's remained a serious problem in some of the countries Middle East uh, Africa Southeast part- Asia
0: I, I should imagine yeah, yeah a lot of yeah, Southeast yeah, parts Asian of countries. Asia as yeah. well
1: um, so uh, but, it, but it is for the, uh, the grains that are not grown so much in Asia so wheat barley um, you know because they obviously rice and some other grains are grown quite a lot in Asia successfully. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is that one. That's, the, that, that's quite a serious one. Um, so so it's a sandwich, really. Uh, it started off with the uh, Islamic fast food happening, landing and, and going into operation in Hong Kong. Then the global kind of food crisis and grain and so on. Uh, back to something a little lighter. Um, and it was something that the food editors at SCMP uh, put together. It's an interesting one. It's tapping into a few things that have been going on for a while uh, around the world that we have touched on occasionally. It was asking the question, what is... In inverted commas, garden to plate, and why do fine dining chefs love it? Now, can you guess what that is? You probably can, or you, probably, or you might even know, um, Noreen. Um, garden to plate dining. Ooh,
0: um, oh, you always put me on the spot and I, know, I feel so no. embarrassed
1: okay. now. I'll, I'll just, I, 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 won't, I won't let the, uh, I, I won't let you put me out remain.
0: of my misery, yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, basically, uh, garden to plate in fine dining is where chefs um, have the budget, because mm. in fine dining, unlike fast food or me- or medium-priced food, um, there can be more resources thrown at the kitchen, better quality of ingredients. But garden-to-plate really means when the chef has their own garden, has their own, um, can't really call it a farm because it's too mm. small, but a rooftop garden or a garden in places where there is nearby land or even to contract uh, something like an allotment, where... Wow. Um, where there's arable land a bit a bit away from the restaurant that can be uh, used to grow vegetables and herbs for that restaurant's use, uh, and then maybe wow. they can also grow produce. Yeah, they can grow produce which isn't available in the marketplace, or you know, or or has to be uh, imported from very far away, which will not only arrive here not in the best fresh condition, but is also not the best carbon footprint. Yeah. To be bringing things. You in. have to have so, quite
0: the space for that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean It's probably not very possible in Hong Kong unless you're... Yeah, I mean, it is exactly. possible. Yeah, not really. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, to say the least, isn't it? And that's why the one photo that I've sent to um, your host, <laughs> oh, Noreen Meir, listeners today... I put it
0: on the Facebook page, yes, yeah, so okay. people can go there and, and check it out. I specifically labelled it as mm. Andrew Dambina's Global Food Report. And then I said, cool. in the... And I didn't. And then, yeah, do you want to say the country?
1: Oh, well, it's in the Maldives, which, uh, you know, if anyone um, can imagine or has been to the Maldives, or if you've seen pictures of the place, the hundreds of islands that form the Maldives um, in South Asia, near India, um, it, um, you know, it really does have plenty of space. And uh, to be honest, it doesn't get much more, um, you know, top end or high, high priced than Maldive, uh, holidays because they've kind of tapped into something which is remote island resorts, not only, but including people who might be famous around the world or people who are high stakes business people who travel always with a, with a security guard or something like that. And it's, um, but, but it's, but, but also just for, to be honest, it's not only for that. It's also for people who will save to go on a superb um, kind of escape from urbanised places. Um, and there is room in these islands always to um, to put a garden or a farm, but it's only been in trend to do so for the last few years. And the that I've sent you, Noreen, is from a resort called Suniva Fushi, which is uh, one of the first, it's not just happened just recently but this this uh the article that got me thinking about all this which was in S C M P which was it was it wasn't a kind of news story. It was about this idea of garden to plate, a restaurant growing its own stuff that goes onto the plates for its diners has become a growth thing of interest for diners. And uh of course it would be because we have spoken plenty of times about uh the diner Uh, consciousness these days, not always in the most expensive places, but becoming more and more down the chain for reasonably priced food to want to know what the ingredients are, the food's provenance, where it comes from, what kind of pesticides have been used. And even, uh, I say even, but it's it's, it's more and more in people's consciousness about the environmental impacts that have become important factors for, for, for diners to think about you know, has this come from very far away, like I just mentioned, for the carbon footprint? Has it been using lots of irrigation, in other words, a slightly wasteful uh, use of water and um, where where things could have been a bit more soundly farmed? People start thinking about this. It hasn't, I think, taken away from the fact that people, whether on holiday in the Maldives or in their own place where they live, um, sit down, you know, on a busy day or even on a treat, and just want to enjoy the food without being racked by guilt about where you know where things come from, etc., um, or whether they are going to be harmful from pesticides. But it is still very much an important factor. I know we haven't got much time left, so I want to just uh, mention that uh, one of the um, pioneers he can be called really um, is French-born celebrity chef called Raymond Blanc, who has a two-star Michelin chef, uh, oh, sorry, two-star Michelin restaurant in Oxfordshire in the UK. It's called La Manoir aux quatre saisons. I probably pronounced that terribly. Um, it, it is a French name, there's no easy way of saying it in English. Um, and um, he started having his own farm, but it is in Oxfordshire, not in London, so there's plenty of land um, that took him years to cultivate and now he gets hundreds and hundreds of different organic varieties of vegetables and herbs from it, including pumpkins and all sorts of things. So um, there is a restaurant. You tell me when I'm going to have to wrap up. But there is like a restaurant 10 in Hong- seconds, Andrew. Okay. In, in Hong Kong, the only place that really does it is called Roganic. They have a rooftop garden that's been built and being used over the last year.
0: Wow. Well, maybe somebody should start a garden and then just start supplying all these like local herbs and, and produce to, Absolutely. to local restaurants. And uh, no, Andrew, yeah, this, you live on an outlying island. Maybe this is your calling.
1: This is it. This is it, Maureen. <laughs>
0: exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much for, for your sharing. And I look forward to trying your, your garden veggies uh, very soon. Thank you very much, Andrew Dambina. <laughs>